Pod, another episode of the Daily Podcast with me, Eric B. I just did a podcast on my recaps and reviews channel, talked about the song, You're the Inspiration, how many different renditions that song has, starting with Chicago with Peter Cetera. You can go ahead and find the recaps and reviews and download that and listen to that. But this next podcast, we're going to be talking about the Golden State Warriors and what they had to do to come back from 2-0 in the first round of the NBA playoffs to win and beat the Sacramento Kings to take it to the next round to play against the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll talk about this more on the other side of the break. So let's get this started. You're listening to The Daily Podcast with Eric B. Welcome, everyone. It's The Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Eric B. Play some music in the background. I'm going to play my playlist, Elements of Sound. I have a funny story about this song you hear. This song is called Get Up right here. This is the, one of the first songs in the element of my, my playlist, Elements of Sounds. And I posted this on social media and I edited a video with the Jabberwockies dancing in the background. Went a little viral. The Jabberwockies want to use this song if the Warriors make championships. That's crazy, but we're talking about more, more about the Golden State Warriors, not about the music that I'm doing right now. The Golden State Warriors game seven came all the way down to Stephen Curry having to score 50 points just to get past the young, fun Sacramento Kings. Again, it was one of those, one of those series where the Warriors being the guys that they are, being the veterans that they are, should have made it. A, I called the Warriors in five. As I said, Sacramento, again, they're young, they're hungry, they're fun to watch. They finished the Western Conference third. So, but the Warriors with the way they are and how well-maintained this team is with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, we all knew it was going to be at least the five game series if it wasn't a sweep. And it all started with game two. Draymond gets ejected for that supposedly flagrant foul that he did on Sabonis when he stepped on his chest. But people don't realize when Indiana got rid of Sabonis, they were okay with getting rid of him because Sabonis is he's a chief state. He's, he's cheap. He, he you know, I, I posted a video on one of my social medias where I said Sabonis fell on purpose. And what he ended up doing was he almost took out Clay Thompson and Draymond Green's knees. That's what happened. And for him, for him to do that, for Draymond to step on his chest was kind of like, yo, man, if I mean, stepping on the chest. He's, you know, Draymond gets suspended for one game. The next game, which was game three here in Oracle, or I said Oracle, here in Chase Center. Oracle is gone. Sorry about that, guys. Here at the Chase Center, Sabonis ends up coming back where Draymond gets suspended. 
And for them, for that to happen, I mean, come on, Sabonis is a cheap, cheap shot. That's all it is. All I got to tell you guys, Sabonis is, Sabonis is cheap. Just like his dad, I was able to watch his dad play when his dad played in the NBA. And his dad was pretty cheap also. But this was a fun series to watch. Just everything about the way the Warriors ran the ball. How Steph had to prove we're the champs. We have something to prove. I know you guys are the young guns. You guys will do great moving forward. But man, Steph Curry, and I got to give big props to Kavon Looney. Kavon Looney had 21 rebounds in game seven. He was averaging 15 rebounds a game. That is ridiculous. 15 rebounds a game? Come on, man. They had him up with the Walt Frazier's of the NBA as one of the great centers in the NBA. And for a guy who had to go through hip surgery and was almost bounced out of the Warriors system because they drafted Wiseman, they drafted, they drafted a bunch of centers behind Looney. And when Looney just last year during the finals just came out of nowhere. And then this year in the playoffs, he's proving that 21 rebounds in one game. He had about 23 or 24 in game three. This guy is going to be valuable moving up in the future. We need to get another center to compliment him, which the Warriors need to find. They don't need to find someone to replace him because he can actually do what you know, the big centers can do. I mean, he, you know, we haven't, he hasn't faced the big, big center yet, but he did Sabonis. He did find a way to keep Sabonis at bay and he knows where the ball is. I mean, man, big shout out to Kevon Looney for that. He played 30 minutes today, 21 rebounds, four assists, zero steals, zero blocks, but he scored 11 points. So that helped out a lot something that Sacramento had that the Warriors need to find. They need to find some bench points. They need to find bench points. Malik Monk, 14 points. Terrence Davis, 14 points. These are the top scoring bench players. And then you have the Warriors. Their top scorer was Jordan Poole with eight. Gary Payton with two. Moses Mooney with five. Dantento D'Avinzio, I can't even say his name, just scored a three and that was garbage time. So the Warriors need to find a way to get these bench guys scoring. You got, you got Kaminga, who can score. Iggy's still there, but he's not playing because he's out for the rest of the season. Um, Jordan Poole can score. Peyton can score. Moody can score. He's proven that he can score. He shot a three and a two. And I think if we played, when we played the, when we play the Lakers, I think the Warriors will find that rhythm and they'll need the bench scoring to come out. Draymond Green, let's just go down the line today. Draymond Green, 37 minutes, six rebounds, eight assists, two steals, no blocks, eight points. Andrew Wiggins, 37 minutes as well. And I guess the seconds count. So 37.58 for Draymond and 37.02 for Wiggins. Seven rebounds, two assists, one steal, no blocks, 17 points. Kevon Looney, again, 30 minutes, 52 seconds, 21 rebounds. Four assists, zero steals, zero blocks, and 11 points. 
Clay Thompson, 34-52 on his minutes, five rebounds, one assist, zero steals, zero blocks, 16 points. Stephen Curry, 37-41, eight rebounds, six assists, one steal, zero blocks, 50 points. 50 points. Man, for you Sacramento Kings fan, I'll show some love. Keegan Murray, who is a rookie, should get rookie of the year from the way he played. 27 minutes, seven rebounds, one assist, two steals, zero blocks, 10 points. And those were nice 10 point shots that he did. Former Warrior Harrison Barnes, 13 minutes, 33 seconds, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, zero blocks, four points. And again, he's limited because he can only do so much when it comes to scoring time. Um, Demodis Sabonis, 37 minutes, 24 seconds, eight rebounds, seven assists, zero steals, two blocks, 22 points. He was the high score for the Kings. De'Arian Fox still playing with that broken finger, 37 minutes, five seconds, three rebounds, six assists, zero steals, one block, 16 points, a disappointing 16 points. Kevin Huter, Herter, 28 minutes, 14 seconds, nine rebounds, zero assists, one steal, two blocks, and seven points. So this is where, where all these guys, all the Warriors, they need to step up. They need to step up. If, if Curry didn't score 50 points, then I don't know where the game would have been. We, the Warriors ended up winning by 20, 120, 100 was the final, but they struggled. They struggled. They, it was an uphill battle for them to get to where they are, to play against a group like the Kings. That was difficult for the Warriors to do. Let's go down game one. Sacramento, in Sacramento, they beat the Warriors 126-123. It was a close game, but the Warriors couldn't get that last three-point shot to go up. Game two, again in Sacramento. Sacramento comes out on top 114-106. This is the game that Draymond gets ejected from, and he's suspended for game three. Sacramento's up 2-0. Game over. Everyone's like, oh my God, the Warriors need to win four in a row if they want to win this game. Four in a row, meaning not having to go back, you know, to Sacramento. So they come over to Chase Center, April 20th. This happens to be 420. City's high, high almighty. You have that smell of herbs in the air. Warriors beat Sacramento 114.97. Take a 2-1 series from the Kings. Then they're at Chase Center again, April 23rd. And they barely, barely beat Sacramento 126-125. That's the game where Curry calls the timeout when they had no timeouts left and with like i think a minute left they were up by like eight or nine all they had to do is close it out and steph curry again i i don't blame curry on that one i blame the ref the coaches because the coaches should let the players know we have no timeouts no timeouts no timeouts that's what a coach's job is supposed to be doing. Steve Kerr even said he blames himself on that one because they should have let the team know there's no timeouts left. And it caused the Warriors to get a technical foul. King shoots the technical foul and 
they get the ball back. But the Warriors was able to hold off 126-125. Three days later, they go back to Sacramento. Warriors win 123-116. It was a close game till, till towards the end again. But the Warriors was able to prevail 126 123-116. Sacramento, back in, you know, Sacramento, this was a couple days ago. This was on Friday. Close out. The Warriors needed to win this game so they can rest. For game seven they don't have to worry about game seven but the warriors just couldn't find the rhythm they ended up losing 118 99 couldn't even break 100 couldn't find the rhythm they weren't passing the ball right there was so many turnovers there was just all these things that the warriors weren't doing that was not the warriors that we know pretty much what happened and then we come to today's game 120 100 for them to close out anybody it could have been anybody's game anybody could have won that game but it was one of those games where they found a way to win. They won. That's all that matters. Curry in game one scores 30 points. I'm just going to go by Curry's scoring drive because it was Curry. Curry was the guy. Curry was the guy who needed to find a way to help the Warriors be where they are. So 30 points for Curry during that, during game one. And again, you don't hear you're not hearing nothing from clay clay needs to step up clay needs to find a way to wake up and like come on clay need clay needs to wake up that's all it is he had a terrible shooting today he went 0 for 5 in the first quarter when he came to threes i know he went i'm sorry he went 0 for 4 0 for 3 then shot a crazy three-pointer that made him one for four and his shooting just was not there today that's why Steph had to take over the game. That's why Steph had to score his 50 points. So if the Warriors want to win, if the Warriors want to beat a team like the Lakers, Lakers is right behind them. Warriors finished the season at 44 and 38 and the Lakers finished the season at 43, 39. The only reason why the Lakers were in it because of that playoff or that play in game and the Warriors ended up beating Minnesota in their in their bracket of the playoffs so warriors need to find a way to to step it up and i'm not talking about the warriors like stephen curry i'm talking about the warriors warriors need to find a way to find that rhythm they need to find a way to get the games going they need to find a way to just hey let's let steph take a day off today and let Clay Thompson take over the game. Now, just imagine if Clay can score 25, Andrew Wiggins can score 25, Draymond shot eight points, you know, which is a lot. Kevon Looney, 11 points, which is a lot for him. But if Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, the starters can sh average about 25 points in the playoffs, then we'll go to the bench. Jordan Poole, at least 20 points. Maybe even Gary Payton, 15, 10 of 15. Moses Moody, the way they use him, maybe 10 points. We're going to have to go back to strength and numbers in the earlier days and find a way for the bench to do what they need to do. But they found a way to win. Again, it took 50 points from Curry to do that, though. And they're going to have to face a team like the Los Angeles Lakers. 
The Los Angeles Lakers, the way they play, the way they are. LeBron's been in the championships before. LeBron knows how to win a championship game. LeBron knows what he needs to do against the Warriors. Is it going to be a solid matchup? Is it going to be a matchup where the Lakers can out with the Warriors, can find a way to beat the Warriors? We don't know. We don't know. Let's look at the Warriors line today. LeBron James, 31 minutes, 15 seconds, five rebounds, six, six assists, one steal, zero blocks, 22 points. But listen, look at the Warriors starters. I mean, sorry, the Lakers starters. LeBron, 22 points. Jared Vanderbeek, nine points. Anthony Davis, who's playing center, 16 points, 14 rebounds. Austin Reeves, 11 points. D'Angelo Russell, 31 points. So these guys, these starters, double digits. And this is something the Warriors need to be. The Warriors need to be at double digits when it comes to them meeting the Lakers. I mean, yeah, double digits, Eric, come on. You know, it's it's not like, you know, they, they won the game with their stars playing. Hey, they still double digits. 31 points for D'Angelo Russell. That's a big scoring drive for them. For them to have that score, for D'Angelo Russell to have 31 points, and then LeBron have 22, that's what the Warriors need. That's what the Warriors need moving forward. I mean, again, today's game, 50, 50 by Curry. And then the one right after him is Andrew Wiggins with 17, Clay with 16. Yeah, maybe only one wasn't in double figure, but man, come on, 22, 31, and then the bench scoring. It looks like the Lakers utilized their whole bench. Schroeder, Hachimura, Gabriel, Bamba. Bamba had no points, but they had nine minutes. I mean, these they used their bench deep today, and that's something the Warriors, their bench needs to pick up. We faced LeBron before when he was in Cleveland. We know how to beat LeBron when he was in Cleveland. Steve Kerr needs to find a way to dig in that magic box of his and find a way for the Warriors to beat the Los Angeles Lakers. And you know what's worse than Kings fans? Laker fans. You're listening to the Daily Podcast with Eric B. That's worse. That's worse than Kings fans. And Kings fans, I made fun of Kings fans all through the playoffs because everyone knows if you live in the Bay Area, there was a big market boom in Sacramento. House markets were cheap. People were buying houses left and right. People moved from Daly City to Sacramento. That's how cheap the houses were. And everybody, everybody knows that. I have family that lives out in Sacramento. And my family members are like, oh, do you remember this person that lived in this area? Oh, he's my neighbor now. So a lot of Sacramento Kings fans or a lot of Sacramento people used to live in the Bay Area, Daly City, pretty much predominantly over there. And it's when the house market, when the, the houses were cheap in Sacramento, that's when all everyone decided to migrate over to Sacramento. Arco Arena was in shambles, didn't look right anymore. So they found a way to make a new stadium in the middle of downtown Sacramento, call it Golden One Arena. And Sacramento was re Vised. Didn't do so well for the past couple of years when, when Golden One was open. 
And then they get Larry Brown, who was the assistant coach for the Warriors. Larry Brown finds a way to turn this team around. It's a young team. Again, this is a good, this is a good up-and-coming team. You got Darian Fox, De'Aaron Fox, who's gonna be your focal point, and Keegan Murray, who's a rookie. They need they're gonna be good in the Western Conference. They just need a couple more things under the sleeve. Malik Monk is good off the bench. He should be getting sixth man of the year. Terrence Davis out of nowhere didn't do nothing the first four games in game or first six games, then game six and seven finds his rhythm. Trey Lyles, he's also a good gun. Davion Mitchell, they just used him to pretty much poster and cover Curry because no one else could. But this is a good coming up and coming team. They'll find their rhythm. They'll they'll be good in the West one day. So back to my point. So a lot of the fans in Sacramento, they were like, oh, Sacramento Kings, Sacramento Kings. And Sacramento does this thing where after every victory, they light the beam. They light this beam. It's on top of the Golden One Arena and it goes straight up in the air. So everyone's like, light the beam. If they win, they light the beam. Light the beam, light the beam. So that's what everyone was doing, light the beam. Even my family was like, go Kings, go Kings. But the past couple years, when the Warriors was winning and the Warriors won championships, Sacramento fans were on the Warriors bandwagon. They were. No lie. I'm not lying. Everybody that lives in Sacramento, again, they were from the Bay Area. They just moved out there because of the housing market was a lot cheaper. So they were Warrior fans, originally Warrior fans. There's a lot of Warrior fans that stay true that moved to Sacramento. These are the true Warrior fans. They still fly the flag blue and gold. They're like, I'm Warriors for life, no matter what. But then the Kings decided to be better this year. So all of a sudden, everybody's a Kings fan. Everyone's like, forget the Warriors, forget the Warriors. And these are the same people who most likely was standing next to me at the Warriors Championship Parade last year when I was in downtown Market Street. I'm pretty sure that million, the millions of people that were there, I want to say that at least most of some of them were from Sacramento. So that's what makes me laugh. When the Kings fans are like, Sacramento, I bleed Kings blood. I bleed all this. You guys all came from the Bay Area. In the past couple of years when the boys was doing well, the We Believe era, Strength in Numbers era, you guys were all Warriors fans. And now that the Kings are doing great, you jumped on the Kings bandwagon. Where the true Warrior fans who are still living, who are living in Sacramento, stay true to their team. Props to you guys for staying true to your team. The Daily Podcast with Eric B. So my point is, I posted on social media that it's okay, Kings fan. I'll tell you exactly what I, I'll tell you exactly what I wrote. Nothing, nothing malicious, nothing scary. It just says, it's okay, Sacramento Kings fans. Kings did a great job. They got beat by the defending champs. Sac fans, you can now take your Steph Curry and Warriors jersey out of your closet and represent the best, the better team in the West. That's all I said. Because there is Kings fans or there is Warrior fans in Sacramento. Their, their city that they, they live in, the city that they pay taxes for just happened 
to make the champ the playoffs and just happened you know they, they haven't had a playoff since 2001 or 2002 that was the chris weber days chris weber um vladi divach Peja stojakovic those that was the era back then when the last time the kings fans made the championship and it's funny because if you look at kings rosters from now to then harrison barnes used to be a warrior Larry Brown was a coach of the Warrior. Mitch Richmond was a Warrior. Um, Chris Weber was a Warrior. So when the Warriors don't, when they get let go from their team, they find find a team in Sacramento and they end up either finishing their team in Sacramento or they have a couple of, you know, eras or a couple of years playing Sacramento. Dante DiVincenzo playing in Sacramento was drafted by Sacramento, but the Warriors picked them up this year because I think they picked up um, Murray, which to me was a good pickup. I, I mean, hell, I wish we could have Murray. I wish Murray could be part of our team. I mean, no, nothing wrong with Divantencio. Even I can't even say his name. That's how bad it is. That's terrible. I can't. Dante Divantencio, I apologize. I can't say your name the way I want to say your name. But man, Again, Keegan Murray. And it's funny because Sacramento, they do this thing. Whenever Keegan Murray makes a shot, they go, Keegan. Hold on. Where's my, where's my, um, where's my megaphone? This is what the PA announcer does when he's in, when he's in Sacramento. Keegan. Then the fans go, Murray. Keegan. That's what they do in Sacramento. <laughs> that's that's how they need to hype up their fans. They, that's exactly what they need to do. Um, what what do you guys think? I mean, the Warriors are definitely going to be favorite again in the West. And if we look at the rest of the standings, if we look at the rest of the playoff bracket, the rest of the playoff picture, we'll see where the Warriors. Who the Warriors will be facing next, where the Warriors are going to be next. And it starts off with LeBron. He comes to San Francisco. He's going to come to San Francisco and go against the Golden State Warriors. We'll see how that works. Phoenix is playing Denver right now. Denver is up 1-0 in that series. And... I have a feeling the Warriors and Phoenix, who has LeBron, who has, who has um, Kevin Durant, is on a collision course. Because remember, last year's championship, the Warriors felt like they earned that championship because the past couple championships, a lot of people were saying the Warriors cheated and got Durant to help them win the last two championships before last. So last year's championships with COVID, with with um, Clay coming back from his injury and winning that championship was meaningful. Meaningful to them, meaningful to the Bay Area, the people who are true Warrior fans. So I have a feeling Phoenix and the Warriors, again, are on a collision course to face each other in the Western Conference Finals. So the winner between Denver, Denver and Phoenix and Golden State and Lakers is going to stay in the Western Conference. 
the cool thing about the lake the the warriors being the being in the playoffs is they don't have to go through that time change the lakers had to travel to memphis and they had that two or three four hour time change or maybe three hour time change two three hour time change within memphis so they're a little you know jet lagged when it comes to that where the warriors they were traveling up north to sacramento now it just has to go down south to los angeles staples center go against the lakers we'll see how that works are they gonna fly down to la they're gonna take a bus down to la can i go with you guys can i get on that plane with you guys it's gonna be a good series but again we need the warriors to step up we need the warriors to be the warriors who they are first game is on tuesday at the chase center warriors has a better record so they're gonna have home field advantage so if it goes seven games last game game seven will be in chase center now if we look at the eastern conference pretty sure some of you guys are gonna be like what about the eastern conference yeah what about the eastern conference man i don't i don't care about the western conference i'm more of a eastern conference kind of guy all right rufus all right rufus we'll get ahead and talk about the eastern conference right now thank you thank you eastern conference you got miami going against the new york knicks a lot of people were like what the new york knicks miami number eight eliminated number one milwaukee bucks everyone's like whoa how did that happen and the new york knicks number four eliminated number one cleveland cavaliers miami is up one nothing in that series right now and then in the other one you have boston versus philly philly number three swept brooklyn number six to go against boston who was number two they beat number seven atlanta or yeah the atlanta hawks so now it's going to be the boston celtics versus the philadelphia 76ers and are we going to have a rematch of next year or, or last year what we saw last year boston versus the warriors is that the collision course that the nba is looking for man i hope not i, I want to see the warriors versus the sixers or the warriors versus miami maybe even the warriors versus the knicks but not boston that parquet floor makes me dizzy yeah 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 i know you're right because it does make me dizzy too rufus so we'll see we'll see where this goes we'll see how the nba decides to have this the way it is but man i cannot wait this is going to be an exciting series again the warriors steph curry had to score 50 points 50 points to beat sacramento in game seven and we don't need steph curry having to do 50 points everyone each and every one of you guys that i mentioned dream on be dream on play your game do what you got to do do that andrew wiggins you have to step up you have to score more than 20 points Kevon Looney, be Kevon Looney, do what you got to do, play your game, continuing, continuing those rebounds that you're going to do. You're going to be facing Anthony Davis, who's not a big rebounder as it is. He's more of that outside shooter. So Kevon Looney, play your game. You'll be fine. Steph Curry, be Steph, be what you got to do, do what you got to do to play your game, do what you got to do to mess up, you know, LeBron James and the Lakers, Clay Thompson, man you gotta step up that's all it is clay you gotta step up you gotta 
Got to play that game. Every time Clay had the ball, I was like, take the ball away from Clay. He should not be dribbling. He should not be handling. Clay's better as a catch and shoot kind of guy. Get his feet set, catch the ball, shoot the ball. That's where Clay is the best. He's not great when it comes to him having to create his own shots unless he's inside or unless he's going against somebody who is shorter than him. So that's what needs to happen. You're going to have Clay going against D'Angelo Russell, Austin Rivas against Steph Curry, Anthony Davis going against Kevon Looney, Vanderbilt going, going against um, Wiggins, and then LeBron James going against uh, Draymond Green. And this is where Andre Iguodala could have made a big difference, but he got injured. He's out for the rest of the season. He was good guarding against LeBron during the Cleveland series. But man, we, we definitely need the Warriors to step up. We definitely need them to step up. What do you guys think? What's your thoughts? Kings fans, are you guys okay? I know you guys are getting a lot of grief from the Warrior fans, especially here in the Bay Area where you guys are all originated from. And you guys decide to root for the Kings. And, you know, I tell everyone, man, no matter where I live, if I end up in L.A., if I end up in Georgia, I'm sticking true to the roots, to the team that I'm rooting for, which is my home team that I grew up in, San Francisco. I know you guys say, well, Eric, you know, the Warriors were in Oakland, but that was the only basketball team we have in the Bay Area. Even though they played in Oakland for so many years, they were still a Bay Area team. They were still, you know, from Fremont to San Jose to Vallejo to San Francisco. Everybody picked the Warriors. That's why when I see these Kings fans who I know you guys all lived at the Bay in the Bay Area at one point of your life, even though the housing market was cheap, you guys all of a sudden became Kings fans only because the Kings were in the playoffs. Because I don't I didn't see you guys posting during the regular season. None of you guys posted, light the beam. Let's light the beam. Light the beam. Light the beam. We want to see the beam. Oh, the light, the beam. Man, shut up. I didn't see that during the regular season. I didn't see any of like, oh, the Warriors or the, the Kings won. Let's light the beam. I didn't see that. Warrior fans, we stay true. We stay loyal. Warriors through and through. But I want to thank each and every one of you guys who comes and always listens to the podcast, who's always jumping on and saying, hey, Eric, Man, let's talk about something else. Let's do this. Let's do that. I want to thank you guys for jumping on again. Podcast. My podcast is available on all podcast platforms. You guys want to help me out? Listen to the podcast on Spotify. I know you guys are Spotify and the way I do my podcast changed the way I get paid now. So the more I, the more listeners I get on Spotify, the better it is for me. Before it was, you guys can listen to on all podcast platforms. Google, Apple, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Audible, iHeartRadio, Amazon, all those things. You guys were able to do that then, but now they specifically want you guys listening to my podcast on Spotify. So if you guys have a Spotify account, do me a favor, listen to the podcast on that. But I want to thank you guys again for jumping on. Thank you guys for always being here. The Warriors, they should be able to play the Lakers, but the way they play the Kings, We'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Until next time, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for jumping on. Until next time, 
The podcast is ended, guys. Go in peace. Thanks for listening to The Daily Podcast with Eric B. And if the Warriors do make the playoffs and the championships, like I said, Jabberwocky said, they're going to play this tune in the playoffs. You guys want more information on this song? It's called Get Up. It's the six-minute version because that's what they asked me to do. They wanted a six-minute version. But just imagine the Jabberwocky is dancing to this.